Episode 136 of the Talking Bollocks podcast brought to you by Gowloud. It's me, Terry Flower. It's me, CLB. And this week we're joined by... Kira Dignam. I'm just jumping into that real quick there because I'm sick of the slack I'm getting here. Right. Off Deserve the boat, Kira, you as well included. Well, it's your own fault. <laughs> so Terence has an issue because we were saying that he goes to the hospital over the least little thing. So last year you went to the hospital with a sore throat. Tonsillitis and my throat closed up and I nearly died. So you went to Bowmouth when you should have just went to the spa and got a pack of hall tutors. Oh, yeah, Andrew, it, it, that is a bit... That one, I, I, I'll, I'll hold on to. Yeah, like you, but you said you nearly died. Didn't, you, you had a sore throat. No, but yeah. I have to make it sound more dramatic, I do, because it's, well, it is embarrassing. You start by saying I had tonsillitis, so people know you weren't at death's door. Why did they keep me in for a week? Serious, though. I think they were sending you home and you wouldn't live. Yeah, I was like, no, keep me here. They're probably <laughs> so doing trials on you in your sleep or something. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so we ended up in the hospital with tonsillitis for a week. Right. Last year. How many times you reckon you've got your blood sun between the start of... What year? 2022 and now? Ah, a few times, yeah. And nothing has ever came back? This time I did? Right. Little infection, bro. What have you got? I have, right, so Kurt, are you listening? Mm-hmm. So this is a bit more serious, this one. I have damaged nerves in my face. Right. Right, so it's a bad one, right? But I won't, so I, I'm going to get into the story, right? I hope it doesn't matter too long, right? Because this is all about you, Kurt, but I'm going to make it about me as well, yeah? I can see that, I think one. I deserve it, right? So last Sunday, last not last Sunday, the Sunday before when this goes out, I woke up, right? And I was in bits with my teeth, right? All my teeth were killing me. I had a tooth taken, every single tooth over the left side. And I was like, what the fuck is going on here? So I left there, up all night in bits, woke up on the Monday morning, bank holiday Monday, right? Still in bits with my teeth, didn't sleep the night before. I said, fuck this. Trying to find a dentist, right? So bank holiday, there's only one dentist open and he's on doors yesterday. And that's the biggest red flag I've ever seen in my life. One dentist open and he's on doors yesterday. I says, right, this is dodgy. So I said, fuck it, I have to go. John, I'm actually going to get into the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> I ordered the taxi to the gaff, right? Taxi pulls up, I jump in the taxi. What's the story? You know that small talk, how's your day, you busy, all that shit, yeah? He comes down to the end of my lane, and there's a little junction, and he comes out and a car nearly crashes into the two of us, yeah? So yeah. your man, me and the taxi man, yeah? Your man in the other car starts screaming, see you, we'll pull that bird off your head, you stupid cunt, and whatever. The taxi man pulls out a little button, Jumps out of the car and tries to smash your man's car up, yeah? But your man blows off. So your man, the taxi fella gets back into the car and I'm just sitting in the back seat, teetily, yeah? And he says, yeah, I goes, yeah, oh, you're all right, bud. And he's just drives, he didn't say anything. And he stopped at the corner at my sentry, yeah? It always happens at the sentry, doesn't yeah, it? Dodge your sentry in the wall. Oh, in the wall. So he stops at the sentry and says to me, get the fuck out of my car. And I was like, yeah, no, but I mean, bounce. So I went down to the car door and he locked the car. With me, oh. innit? Oh, I right, panicked that day. I said, I'm dead, yeah? So we locked the car door. I said, bollocks. Start punching the steering wheel. So the hardness going off all over the gaff, yeah? I thought the airbag was going to come out. And he just puts his foot to the floor. Full speed. I swear to God. I thought that was it. I genuinely thought I was dead, yeah? Right down to the end of the road. But there was a car stuck at a red light. And we're going towards it. And he jammed on just before we got to it. And he just turned around to me. And he was like, look, I'm sorry. But I want to sin today. I really want to see him. What? And I was like, mate, you do what you have to do. Just let me out of the car. Get yeah. me to my dentist. I let me out here on one or the other, yeah. Parents in the back trying to give you a man a therapy session. So early, talk him off a cliff. Yeah, like, listen, mate, come on to the podcast, we'll talk you over. But anyways, he dropped me to the dentist. He was all right in the end. So I went into the dentist then, right? So listen to this, Kurt, right? Goes into a man and says, look, I'm in bits with my teeth and all, whatever and whatever. So I was having a look. He said I have an infection in my tooth, yeah? yeah. And gives me an antibiotic and painkillers, yeah? So I went home, tucked him and whatever, still in bits all night. Didn't sleep that night again. Next day, I went back up to him. I says, mate, I can't stick the pain. He said, look, I'm going to drill a hole in your tooth. And this is my wisdom tooth, by the way, yeah? Drill the hole right through my wisdom tooth because supposedly that would let the gas out of an infection. Relieve the yeah. pressure on the shot, yeah. Yeah. So, first I ever heard of it. But drill the hole in my tooth, yeah? And sent me home. Oh, my God. If I thought the pain was bad before, I, oh, I was in rag order, proper order, rag order. The next morning again, I said, I'm not going back to him. He's had to fuck me up. Went to a different dentist. I went in, you one nearly started crying and all and she me too, yeah? <laughs> so she says to me, give a look. So I had my head back and she touched me and I jumped. Oh, the pain of it. Your man drilled the hole in me too, but left me nerve hanging out on me too. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. So 
Like, see, when I was walking down the road and all, and I was breathing, the pains I was getting. So, I had to get my wisdom tooth pulled out, yeah? Turns out, right, your one says to me, there's no infection there. There's nothing wrong with your tooth. There was nothing wrong with my teeth, right? Like, there was nothing wrong with your throat. Yeah, basically, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I see what you did there, yeah. yeah. But anyways, turns out I had to go to the hospital then, yeah, because the pain was so bad, I thought it was in my teeth. Mm. The whole and he got his tooth out, he rang me, yeah, and big swollen jaw, and yeah. he's obviously out on painkillers as well, mm. numbed up the bits, and he's wanting down the road, he goes, you're the one of my tooth, he's wanting down the road, mumbling, swollen jaw, goofing, and he has his wisdom tooth in an envelope, and he was like, just go home, get off the street before someone sees you, you're making a show yourself, go home to bed. But anyways, yeah, so I ended up going to the hospital because the, the dentist kept saying to me, we can't find that wrong with your teeth. So, and I was like, I'm fucking telling you. Anyways, turns out I've damaged nerves in my face or something like that. And it's, I'm still not over it yet either. I still have to go and fucking get a sword. But uh, I'm in a bad way, so if everyone wouldn't mind just pitying me there, please. I don't know how you get damaged nerves in your face, though. Do you know what I mean? How, I kind like, of pity you less now. Yeah. Because, like, when you started it, I was thinking, <laughs> God, this is heavy. And I thought, right, he's going to get killed by a taxi man. Then... But it was all potential. The potential yeah, but... was there, Curtis, or the trauma is there. Mm. Do you see what I'm getting at? No. Like... <laughs> <laughs> like, the bottom line is, there's nothing wrong. Yeah. No, there is. I've damaged nerves in my face, so the pain is going into well, me. Well, hell, oh. you ever heard of someone wait... getting damaged nerves in their face just waking up with it? Not oh. even waking up with it. Hold on. Sunday, I was brand new. Six o'clock in the evening, this came on to me. I just got getting random pains, and I was like, what the fuck? So I didn't even wake up with it. I don't even know how it happened, Curly. We had to cancel yeah. last week's podcast and all over. Ah, stop. Yeah. yeah. No, but it's, no, in all seriousness, I'm not making a joke ever. He was in a fucking heap. How <laughs> straight. I know fellas are terrible for pain. Like, if it's, it's like man flu, I know it's a real thing. I think Terrence but... is worse. Oh, yeah. No, honestly. But... I remember you were trying to tell us that ginger people have a higher tolerance for pain and all. No, no, hold on, you're at the fucking me under the bus. Oh, I said I heard that, I didn't say that was it. Well, clearly you've proven it wrong anyway. Yeah. I don't know, I, yeah, I don't know. Look, I, I, I never heard of someone with damaged nerves in their face anyway, so I need to see someone else that got... If anyone, that's what I'll do. Yeah, if if anyone here has ever had damaged nerves in their face that's <laughs> listening to this, let me know how bad the pain was, yeah? Or if you were in pain, or if it was nothing to you or whatever, yeah? yeah? Or if anyone's had tonsillitis. Yeah. He has like a loyalty card in the bleeding doctors at this stage. I'd say so. Eight is free at this stage. No, see the tonsillitis one, that is a bit of a strange one, isn't it? Again, I'm going to fuck Martin under the bus. A friend of ours, Martin Cain, yeah? Him and another person we know ended up in hospital in that same week with That's all... That's because we were all meeting each other. But what's the chances of that? Three of us ended up in hospital in one week with tonsillitis and I never heard of that before. That's a strange one, isn't it? Yeah, you're not doing yourselves any favour with the whole man flu thing. Mm, yeah. Oh, what not? Yeah. Anyways. Kira, how are you? Grant. Yeah, yeah, no dramatic stories. I recently had tonsillitis, but... Yeah. Yeah, yesterday, but I'm Grant. Yeah, you <laughs> over it, yeah. <laughs> Few strepsils. Few strepsils and I was brand new. Less of it, less of it, less of it. Another theory that Terence had, uh, what height do you Kira? Um, I'm nearly five foot. So, I'm nearly? 4'11". What do you mean nearly? 4'10 like, and there, a half. Like, do you know what I mean? It's, it's nearly half six, so still... <laughs> you're going to get there. It's three o'clock, it's nearly half six. I'm 4'10 and a half. So Terence thinks that... No, no, I don't think this is a fact. Look her up. It better be a fact, because I need a payout. Listen to me, you're going to get a few quid out of this, and when you do, so. just... Remember I told yeah. you, yeah? If you go to the labour in the morning and tell them you're under five foot, they're going to give you a few no, quid extra. Do you not say it was 4.10? No, under five foot, bro. I feel like there's a lot of people under five foot, yeah. though. My man's about bleeding. Yeah, but the, you're adding in the loop. Listen to me. Go to labour and you'll get a few bob in the morning. Backdated to when you were 18 if you were under five foot. I don't know, you can't well, shrink. Well, I've always you? been. Yeah. You can't oh, shrink. Oh, you can, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, but you're not shrinking now, do you get me? Yeah, because so, I'm nearly sure... I used to be 5'11". What? That's all I've 4'11", sorry. You're confusing <laughs> me. Some bleach. No, I'm... Not some shrink, you mean? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm nearly sure at one stage in my life I was 4'11", but now I'm definitely not. So I think... That was Saturday night, you're going out with the high heels on. That's what that was. <laughs> I can't walk in high heels. So even gig and I always wear runners, it's just, it's not worth the stress or the pain. Yeah. I'd end up in hospital beside you. <laughs> sharing awards, me complaining about my feet, you complaining about nothing. So do you have to <laughs> sit in the booth or see when you're driving? Legally, I, I should be, yeah. But I know no, I someone who used to sit on the yellow pages. That's a true story, yeah? You used to sit on the yellow pages as a little booster yoke. Well, as a person who needs that kind of thing, I can see the sense that's yeah. in that, yeah. Especially them... What? Them yellow pages were just found numbers, ready? Yeah. yeah. 
Like that's mad, and that yeah. was it. I don't know how that's what you used to do back in the day, John. Like, oh, who has the who's the number for Ezio's ship? I had to look around the golden pages. Yeah, you couldn't, couldn't Google, just Google it. things. That's or... hilarious, that isn't it? Like, that's the maddest thing in the world. Yeah. Old school. We don't know how easy we have it nowadays. Yeah, and there's still people on Facebook jab the number for the doctors. Google it. Yeah, yeah. Google it. We ask people. You for... have Wi-Fi because you're on the internet asking yeah. people for these numbers. I don't understand that. That's people looking for sympathy and attention. Ah, what you need the doctors for? You're yeah. Yeah. You okay, hon? No. DM me there. That's what that is. Yeah, I have tons of lights. Yeah. Curla, <laughs> you're flat out busy. Mental. Flat out. Yeah. Where were you last night? You were asking me out last night. Where was I last? Oh, the Dublin ladies won last night. Yeah, the All Ireland. So I went out to my... I was asked on Friday night to go out to their last uh, training session to kind of give them a... Not a pep talk. I mean, who am I? I'm not Oprah. But I mean, they just asked <laughs> to go out and like talk to them and give them a little bit of motivation and kind of release their tension or whatever yeah. so um, yeah I went down and just sang a few songs for them and just kind of I was kind of just talking to them about like being a girl is hard do you mm. know what I mean and like as you know um, <laughs> like it's tough I'm sick of this <laughs> Start to zoom in to go on. <laughs> no, but like women in sport, I don't understand sport. I'm not going to pretend I do. So I couldn't have done what they done yesterday anyway. But I just think it was a really good thing. Like, and for them to win the All Ireland is amazing. Mm. And to get to that point, and I was just talking to them the other day, and I was saying like women in this country alone was very suppressed. I don't mean to make this very serious, but I'm just saying women were suppressed a lot in this country. And for the, the achievement that they were making to even go for the final, I just thought it was amazing. Anyway, sang a few songs to them. It was great. The atmosphere in the room was unbelievable. Like I've never, I've sang in huge venues, tiny venues, toilets to a barman. But I have to like, the atmosphere in that room was unreal. It really was amazing. Like I actually left like emotional. Yeah. It really was amazing. Just that team kind of, you know, like when you're not into sports, you don't really, you've n- I've never been a part of a team. Do you know what so I mean? You have an experience. Definitely. Yeah, but like just the support they all had and even for me because one of the songs they wanted, like that bit they've kind of been singing all season was Crazy World. It was mm, something that yeah. kind of resonated with them. So they had asked me if I'd sing that. So even that for me to be singing that so soon is like, ugh. So it was nice to kind of get that. I got that as much support off them as they gave me. Anyway, they won then Sunday. And then last night they had a big kind of blowout, so they asked us back then to do a few songs from last night. So it's deadly. Mm-hmm. One of the I seen one of the girls yesterday. Uh, she won a Six Nations as well. She plays rugby off that team. Off the same team. Yeah. So she's not Ireland champion. I seen someone shared something today, and it's like so it's Six Nations champion, all Ireland champion, mother as well. So ah, the she she's the go. Oh, she's lovely. What's her yeah. name? Hannah. Hannah Tyrrell. Is she the one who scored eight points in the first half yesterday? Yes, that's right. Yeah. Hold on. She only had that's to walk in the over the Tunde. Straight onto Crow Park. Straight into Crow Park and she's had that lacing in eight points in the first. Hannah Tyrrell, you had to go. Yeah. yeah. So there oh, you go. Hit me, had And you. she's lovely as well. You know when you meet some people and you're like... Ugh. She was genuinely lo- like she was one of the first people to come up to me during like there was like fifty of them in the room and I was thinking I'm gonna go in and it's a team so there's what like many people are on the team yeah. yeah it's a squad I, I was like oh there's bleeding loads yes but she was one of the first to come up to me and she's uh, she's real tall like myself but she kind of <laughs> kneeled down and she was saying I oh, was saying thanks for coming in or whatever but she's really a lovely girl like so I'm actually delighted she's doing so well well done to Hannah now yeah, yeah. there you go where does Hannah get the time that's what I want to know yeah. Fair play to anyways. Look, Kira, what we do with every guest is take us back to the start. Where are you from and what was life like growing up? So, originally I'm from Finglas. Then we moved to the Navan Road. And Great then, push. I know. Mm. And then I moved back to Finglas because I couldn't afford a house anywhere else. But, yeah, I grew up mainly on the Navan Road. All right. So, uh, yeah, it was, I don't know. Like, I was very quiet as a child. Like, painfully quiet. I was bullied a lot in school. So, that kind of has an effect on you with your development, I suppose. Like, it can kind of um, either become wild and loud or totally, yeah, shell Mm -hmm. up and be introverted. And that's kind of the option I took, I think. Then, obviously, my dad was pretty well known. So that kind of, in one way, can be a hindrance or can sometimes do you favours. People, I think, just... My dad was Christy Dignam, just in case anybody's... We haven't covered that. (laughs) Um... In case I was thinking, oh, it's this Lionel Richie's daughter. Yeah. Um, Is that Nicole Richie on the podcast? The yeah. boy is what? It doesn't sound very American. Um, yeah, no, so it was kind of like that would have got given a lot of people a reason to bully you in a way. Because yeah. people kind of yeah. have a, a misconception of who you think you are and the way you carry yourself kind of thing. Um, so school, primary school, shit, I hate it. Secondary school, I kind of learned in between sixth class and fourth year to 
not be mouthy, but come across like I was a little bit more confident than I actually was. So going into first year, then people kind of laid off me a little bit more. So secondary was a little bit easier. I only stayed in school till third year because when I was about 11, I decided I wanted to be a singer and that was it. And I didn't want to do anything else. And I was ready then. I'm, like I'm leaving school in like fourth class. And my man and dad are like, no, because obviously they'd get arrested or whatever happens. So I just, my only focus was singing and music and that's all I wanted to do. So anyway, I had to stay in school till I do my junior cert. And then I was to go to music college, say, that, so I finished in the June. I was supposed to go to Ballyferma School of Music in the September. And then in between then, I met my current husband, Darren, and he impregnated me and I couldn't go. <laughs> I said all that in one breath there's probably a few things happened in between that but yeah I was I found out four days before my 17th birthday that I was pregnant so I thought oh shit like everything was up like I know you had Calvin you had said you were going to college weren't you when I was in college you, yeah, yeah when, when you found out when yeah, you were pregnant yeah. on your daughter um, yeah I I was kind of thought well that's I was singing from the like gigging from the age of 12 yeah I was doing kind of under 18 gigs and things like that and some of them were really, like, I was doing them in Vicar Street and we, I was really building up. And uh, that was all I wanted to do. And then I just thought, what oh, locks this is it now. I'm just going to have to, like, work for a living. Ugh. But, uh, yeah, I kind of had to take time out then just to be a mammy. Like, I'm an only child, so I didn't know what a baby was. Yeah. I knew, like, I was going to mm. be handed this thing and I had to keep it alive. And that's a lot of pressure. Mm. And I did keep it alive. So <laughs> that was obviously, things worked out. Kerry, you mentioned there. You mentioned earlier that you were a very shy kid, yeah. Yeah. And you kind of put on a front in secondary school and stuff like that. Yeah. Then you mentioned there that you were gigging from like twelve on. Yeah. What was that like for you then, as that kid? Weirdly enough, I wasn't the same on stage as I was in real life. I know stage is real life, but it's not real life. Like I kind of was able to. It's like a nearly an alter ego. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? You can kind of go on and I always felt I think when you're bullied and I don't mean to keep going on about that but I think it's important for people who have it's been an bullied important that, message yeah it is like and I think that when you're bullied you're kind of beaten down in, so, in your in your own head a lot and you kind of start believing what they're telling you about yourself and you kind of start to feel like you're not capable of being better in yourself or being more or whatever but I was one thing I was always sure about was I could sing and with, I know it's very Irish to feel like you can't say you're good at something because you yeah. come across like mm. you're a prick. And that is, a, I know that's a very Irish thing because if I if you're in England or America, you could be... You're encouraged to, you're, to yeah, be that person. And yeah, and to big yourself up and yeah. be proud of it. But it, even oh now, God, it's, like, yeah, it's cringy. Is, to, yeah, yeah, you yeah. kind of come like, who do you think you are saying you're a good singer than yeah. Nicky? But that was one thing I was sure of, that I could be comfortable in me singing. So when I was singing and I was on stage... It was like a cocoon for me. I could go on stage and sing and I didn't care what anybody said because I was sure of myself in mm. that in that way. And I still am, even now if I'm having a shit day or once you get on stage, everything, nothing matters because mm. I'm in what I want to be in. And even obviously in the last, like my dad's nine weeks gone tomorrow and I've just thrown myself, like you said, I'm flat out. Like that's consciously, I've just thrown myself into all that because it's like therapy for me. Like I need to be focused on something I need to be doing something and if that's my music then what else could I be doing Do you know, like it saves me like it's like 70 between 70 and 100 euro for a counsellor for an hour or I can go and do a gig and get paid for it yeah. do you know what I mean so it is my therapy it's free therapy yeah I hear you Anna you mentioned having the child young what was that like for you though it was fucking scary because I didn't know what, what I was supposed to do my ma was thinking I'm going to have to leave work like she was running our salon she thought she was going to have to leave work and rear him for me Darren was trying to like he was 17, 18 as well trying to hold down a full time job to make sure we could feed this mm. child so he was obviously working and then trying to be giving me a break when he was home so it was hard like it was really hard but um, I was just determined that nobody was going to rear my child for me no, because my ma, like when she started our salon, my dad was like touring. He was in America and all for months on end. So I was with my nanny a lot, which I loved. Like I idolised the ground my nanny walked on. But I always kind of wanted to be the one to rear my child. I didn't want to be kind of, okay, there you go. You look after him and I'll come back when he's 18 and say he's mine kind of mm -hmm. thing. Which I know some people have to do that. You don't have a choice. But I made the choice to, okay, if it's a thing that I'll never sing again, so be it. I'll be heartbroken, but I ha I have to make this commitment, and I have to be his mother now. So, um, 
it was hard, like, but that was the decision I made. And luckily um, enough, I got back into music. Yeah, so that's what I was going to say. So how long did it take before you could start kind of... Um, so he was... I had him when I was 17. And then when we were 21, we just saved trying to get a house, thinking, right, we'll try and get on the property ladder, do the right thing, have our own home. Because at least, no matter what, once we have a home, we provide a home for a child and have a little family. We've kind of made it in a way yeah. you know what I mean that's we were that's trying success. that was their yeah that or was our priority really age, you know what I mean? that's it like and I knew kind of from day one with Darren that was it do you know what I mean that he, he was the uh, one the, I didn't want to say that because it yeah. sounds dodgy but yeah <laughs> like, do you know, like the one. Well, come here, I'm married. yeah well yeah so obviously I like him I but think, I mean yeah. like but I mean yeah, I knew too. yeah but don't stop <laughs> no but I knew kind of from day one I can't think of another way of saying he was the one without saying he was the one just but say. I knew that was it. There was no one yeah. else. There was no one else. Yeah, you were stuck. Yeah, well, he was stuck. I trapped him. <laughs> I trapped him good and proper. Yeah, no, I just, I knew that was it. And I knew that was my family. And that's all I wanted. <clears throat> that's all that mattered. So we got the house and then I got pregnant again. New house, new baby type of situation. Um, just to be sure. Yeah. Well, he trapped me that time. And then <laughs> we went out one night to hit a family party of his. And he was saying, get up. And there was a karaoke and he was trying to get me up. And I was like, no, because... Whatever confidence I had before after having a baby was gone. Like mm. no confidence whatsoever. There was no chance in hell I was getting up to sing. So anyway, 20 minutes passed and I got up to sing. And uh, <laughs> everybody in the pub stood up, like a standing ovation. And in, in a local pub, I was like, that's weird. So anyway, I just sat back down and I don't drink like. Mm. So everybody then, all the, you know, people coming over locked. And then once people have a few drinks on them, you're even better. And they want to talk to you even more. And I was like, oh, Jesus Christ, just get me home. But we'll be on the way home anyway, I was driving home and Darren says to me, you have to get back it's a thing and like he said like it's it's what you're meant to be doing and I wouldn't have done that on my own although I, that's what I wanted to do mm. I needed him to kind of give me that push so we went down my mum was babysitting the next morning he says he sat her down he's like Catherine I need to talk to you and she was like oh bollocks is she pregnant again and uh, <laughs> he's like uh, I need I need to lend the money so then she was like oh bollocks what you guys have to get yourselves into and he says no nothing, no problems I just I need because we were to buy the house so yeah. we were like we, we didn't have extra money. We're trying to pay a mortgage at 21 with two kids. So he asked me, Ma, for a lender money to buy a PA. And he said, if we get a PA system, I just want to get her out gigging. And I promise you, I won't make a penny. I'll give you back every penny we make before we make any money. So he went into every pub around Dublin and he, and like he was trying to hold, it's Christy Dignam's daughter, just yeah. to get me a chance, get me in the door. Because he knew once he got me in the door, that was it then. we'd be called back. And we were. So uh, within about a month and a half, we were that busy. We ended up paying my mum back, and it kind of just went mental from then. Really, I haven't stopped since then. I was fifteen now, so that was fifteen years now. It was just. Can you remember your first time getting on stage? I know it would have been a lot before you, probably even the mother. But like, yeah, remember that? What was that like? I was very nervous going on, but like that, like I said, that confidence. Like I didn't know I had that confidence until I was on the stage. Yeah. I just knew I loved singing. But it was kind of, I kind of nearly ruined it for myself because in the first, I think I done two or three songs. The first song. I was so nervous that I was just standing still. I actually remember holding the mic with one hand and me like my hand across kind of my stomach. And it was just, I was so stiff that I couldn't even enjoy what was actually happening. And then I remember the break in between that song and the next song, I thought, this is what I want to be doing. I need to enjoy this. And I remember it was back in tracks they were using at the time and your man turned on the wrong song. So it was actually, well, I can't remember what the song I was, do you know what it was? It was like Genie in a Bottle by Christina Aguilera because that's tune. the time that we were at. Great tune. Yeah. But um, he turned on Believe by Cher, which I didn't sing. So I was like, I'm standing there and I was like, oh shit, what do you do? So I'm looking and I couldn't find anybody to help me and I just couldn't sing it. And then there was one of the the people that were running it kind of are looking going, what's wrong? What's going on? And I'm like trying to call them onto the stage without kind of walking off. You know, like what do you do? Like dance off the stage and... Uh, so he came over, he's like, what's wrong? Why aren't you, what, is there something wrong? And I was like, this is not my song. So now your man got fucking lettered out of it for turning on the wrong song. But anyway, turned on the right song. And, but that kind of broke the tension for me. Yeah. Do you know yeah. what I mean? I kind of was like, oh, the wrong song there. And I was able to give me a little bit of banter with the yeah. crowd and it kind of loosened me up a bit. That was kind of to about maybe three or 400 people in a little theatre in Cork. But then about six months later, it was about two weeks before Christmas. And at the time, my dad used to do the pint on the 27th and he had a song out at the time with Sinead O'Connor She's So Beautiful and he comes into me and he's like uh, he was at the being gig and it was about two in the morning 
and he says, uh, come here, Sinead O'Connor was meant to be coming to the point, but she's stuck on tour. She was in America or something, so she can't make it. So do you want to get up and sing it with us? And I was like, like real flippant, like, yeah, all right. So then he went up to bed and I realised, oh, bollocks, what am I to get myself into? Because I knew once I said, yeah, was I wasn't going to get out of it. But um, at that stage, that was the biggest crowd I ever sang to. But it's mad, like, when you're singing to a crowd like that, in your head, you're thinking, Jesus Christ, this is thousands of people. But you only see the first one or two rows. Yeah. So you could literally just be in a pub anyway. It's just a bigger stage, really. But uh, I prefer smaller places because you can kind of... It's more intimate. Yeah, you can kind of feel it and you can kind of nearly talk to people and bounce off people rather than the bigger places is very daunting and you kind of... The sound is never as good. You can't feel it as much. Yeah. And see, when you were growing up, like obviously in your household, music obviously would have been very yeah. prevalent. Who would have been your inspirations then? Well, like at the Don't time... Don't Christina Aguilera. No, <laughs> no. And the only reason I was singing those songs is because that's the crowd I was singing to was that yeah. age group. Whereas with me, I couldn't sing the songs I wanted to them because like I was listening to Queen. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like I was listening to what my dad, my dad was obsessed with Freddie Mercury and Bowie. I never really understood Bowie. Now I know now the older I am, I appreciate like his, it's art what yeah. he had but I was never a major fan but like vocally my ma would have had like the Bodyguard soundtrack like I, I Will Always Love You was on it and stuff and I remember I used to sit on the floor and i play it and I just all the little inflections in our voice and all I was just oh fucking hell because like Freddie Mercury was an amazing singer and my dad used to listen to a lot of amazing singers but for her as a woman and the inflection she had in her voice and later obviously I knew like she was gospel she was a black gospel singer but from that day on I decided I was a fucking black gospel singer that's all I wanted like I got braids do you know what I mean like I was that's what I want I just loved that kind of the feeling soul, you, the yeah. soul yeah. yeah and even now that's what I love to sing like Etta James and all the old school kind of singer singers you don't get that anymore yeah. But from a young age, that's what I would have listened to. So they were your inspirations, Kara. When did you, like, I'd say it must have been hard for you, obviously, coming from the household that you did and who your dad was. Yeah. Was there always that kind of, oh, that's Chrissy's daughter, yeah. kind of thing? Was it hard for you to make your own identity? 100%. It's still hard. Do you know, like, I'm about 52 now and it's still <laughs> hard. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's still, it's always been Christy Dignam's daughter. And I'm like, Kara. Like, mm. I'm also Kiri. Do you know what I mean? But it is, it's it's tough. Like, I never wanted to capitalise off who my dad was. I always wanted people to listen to me or come and see me and say, Jesus, she's actually good or she's poxy. I don't care. Like, I'm not going to be what everybody likes. You're not always going to be everyone's cup of tea. Mm. Like, what, what they play on some radio stations and what they play on Lyric FM are two totally different types of music. Like, people have different tastes and that's cool. Yeah. But... I never wanted to be judged because of my second name. And yeah. that's one thing that I always try to push because I would never want people to think that I'm trying to capitalise off who I, who I Nepotism, am. Nepotism, basically. 100%. Exactly that. Like, and even I announced for this year, I was meant to be doing this upstairs in Whelan's, the 27th of December this year. And I literally announced it. And I announced that my album was coming out. And then within like two weeks, no, the, the gig sold out. And then two weeks later, my dad died. So all of that was put on hold purely because I was saying like, I can't, I'm conscious not to come across like I'm capitalising yeah, on what happened. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I mean, obviously who in their right mind would bring out an album the week that I died anyway, but I, I'm i just, I'm very conscious that people can't have, be nasty minded in that way and think like that. But you have to just Necco let baby. them people think because, yeah. do you know what I mean? These people want something to say anyways. That's like, it. And they're always going the to. Narrative of that small percentage yeah. Because there is a lot of people out there who do listen to you who are a fan of you. Yeah, you know that's I mean? it. And, and that's amazing. Like, and Calvin, you were saying you were at a gig before and yeah. like you can see, we do have a following. Do you know what I mean? And it's, it's great that I know that I can, like, people are loyal. When they like you, they're loyal. Yeah. And I know that, like, that gig sold out. We then moved on. The plan was to move on to the bigger room in Whelan's. So when we were told the gig sold out, I was like, right, is it going to be the big Whelan's now? So we're waiting to hear back from the agent. The agent rings Darren and was like, no, we're moving to Opium, which is bigger again. Mm. And I was like, shit, no. Because, like, what if that, like, we can't do that. What if that doesn't sell? And that's after selling out. So we're after putting on a second night. We're in the 27th sold out or the 28th of December now. Still trying to sell that one. <laughs> but, uh, but like all of that kind of was just put at a standstill in the last kind of, obviously the last few weeks. But now, I think even now with people kind of thinking I'm probably doing an awful lot. And I think like that, the nastiness, there are some people thinking, oh, she's kind of always in the papers or she's always trying to be online since our dad trying to jump on a bandwagon type of thing or a hearse. But 
that's well, I mean, let's call a spade a spade. But that's genuinely not the case. Like I was doing this anyway. Yeah. And to be honest with you, at the moment, I'm doing all of this and pursuing all of this because that's what he wanted me to do. And that's what I've always wanted to do. And it's given me a focus. Like my only other option is staying in bed in a ball and being depressed down my face because I lost me dad. Like I, I have to try and turn it into a positive because being negative is not going to do anybody any good. Yeah. That's what I was kind of going to say. And I didn't want to kind of be real or kind of make any sort of judgment. But I think like when I look at what you're doing in the last few weeks or since your dad's passing, it almost looks to me like you're getting out there and kind of nearly suppressing it to an extent to keeping yourself busy and occupied. 100%. Rather than... It's keeping me in full-blown denial. Yeah. And Basically. For the record, you were actually due to come in around the time when your dad died anyway. Yeah. yeah. So this is actually uh, rescheduling. Yeah. So you yeah. were going yeah. to be in here either way. That's the thing. Like that, I was actually going to say that. Like We got the call. So uh, nobody really knows what happened in that week. Do you know what I mean? So... And it is like a, a private type of thing. So so I haven't spoken about it before now. But like when my dad, although he's been sick for a long time, like he wasn't going to die as far as we were concerned. But it was very, he had like he had a bad fall. And within like two days, the hospice nurse is saying to us, he's gone on a pump. And then within two days after that, he was gone. So it was very fucking quick. Like, mm. so in those days, literally the day actually the hospice nurse came out to say he was going on the morphine pump, you was texted yeah. and said... For me, to, would I be able to come in? I think it was the following Monday or Tuesday. Following Monday, yeah. And uh, I was like, because I was, we would kind of be in talk and they, a mutual friend, Dave mm. Murphy from Dublin Plumbing and Gas. Yeah, um, nice little plug. Yeah, yeah he deserves it. Uh, yeah, he does. Right. Um, no, he's a good friend of ours and like he was a lot of support as well through all of that time and nobody knew obviously what was happening. So Darren had to ring Dave and say, listen, Dave, can you get on to the lads? Because I didn't want to come across like I don't want to be here. Yeah. But at the same time, I'm trying to like, yeah. Nurse me da. So yeah, it was kind of a thing like balls. I because I really wanted to come on, yeah. but obviously I couldn't leave him. So it was kind of a catch twenty two. It was bittersweet because I was like brilliant that you wanted me on, yeah. but shit because I can't come on. And then I was afraid to come across like he's never want me back again. No, <laughs> no. But I think he was just making the point that like till the small percentage of the nasty people out there or whatever. This was all that you planned. This was yeah. planned. This was rescheduled. And then actually saying that when you did cancel and then that all broke later that week. And we were like, we obviously put two and two together. Yeah. You know yeah. So we yeah. didn't need to say anymore, yeah. just leave it. Yeah. And that's that's what we're actually saying. Like, when do we reschedule this? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because we didn't want to when be... When is too soon? What's the story? Yeah. You're like, yeah. Yeah, those things, you know what I mean? So yeah. that's why we let, let you make the most. Yeah. Yeah. And that's it. It's suited me down to the ground. Because as I said, it's keeping me numb and it's keeping me in denial. And it's and although I'm talking about it and I can talk about it in passing, it's very matter of fact. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm not actually dealing with what actually I'm mm. ha- is what happening it's all surface mean? level really yeah. you're just stating something that happens you're not going absolutely to I'm not yeah and I know that from. time will probably I mean hopefully it doesn't come for ages because it's suiting me to be yeah. like this for now but I don't know like I don't know how the right way of doing it I've, you know what I mean there's people who have lost 20 family members there's people who have lost nobody this is my four significant loss yeah. do you know what I mean so I don't know the right... There's no right way, but this is working for me Nobody at the moment. Nobody can tell you what way no. you should and shouldn't be dealing no. with anything anyways. And no, that's it. And I think as well, like, I'm always quite conscious because I don't want to take from anybody else's loss because no matter what, like, if you're... God forbid, like, if you lost your dad tomorrow, it would be obviously the same pain that I would feel losing my dad. But then you have... Again, I don't want to come across, um, like, of more importance of it or anything like that. I don't mean it in that way, but the fact that I had the public aspect of it to also deal with. Mm. No, definitely. It makes it so much harder. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I don't think there's... Nobody can question that. But people do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, for example... I don't think they do. I think they want to say, just to say, to be nasty. Do you get me? That's it. Like, you'd just be... You'd be shocked at some people. Like, I've stopped now reading the negative comments online. I've made a conscious effort to not do it. Yeah. Because it's hard though, isn't it? Oh, it's hard to focus. And as well, I'm a nosy prick. Yeah. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, but I was I actually came across one a few weeks ago, which was actually when I decided I wasn't doing it anymore. There was a photograph the day of the funeral. And they had got asked us because we went to Erin's Isle, which I, I was against all of that in the first place because I just thought I wanted this to be private. I didn't want a circus. Now it turned into the Bleeding Paddy's Day Parade in Finglas. Mm. But now looking back on it, it was lovely. Do you yeah. know? And it will that'll give me comfort when I start feeling things. But on the day anyway, they got asked us to get out of the car and just they had a big screen and they were playing music and whatever. We got out for about two or three minutes and 
I'm standing beside the hearse. There was photographers there, papers there, and one of the pictures went online. I was say, I don't know, Dublin Live or whatever, shared it. And someone commented saying, like, Jesus trying to kick our career off with our father's death. Like, it's me standing with me dad's coffin. Like, who thinks like that? Mm. But these are the type of things mm. that... Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And like that, if I was still in the headspace that I was years ago being bullied and letting that get in on me, and I would totally just box up. But you just can't do that. You can't... You can't let it's that. Just people in. when, but there's no weight to it. There's no insight. There's no nothing. It's just That's it. They don't. Bit. Those people don't know me. They yeah. see a picture online. They throw a stupid comment. Then didn't know you. I had that personally. Yeah. And like things like that, you you just need to brush off. And it's so easy for me to sit here and say that. But yeah. when we get hateful comments, like we get some stupid comments sometimes, yeah. and I'm like, you actually know nothing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? We we me Hall Martin on this a few weeks ago, mm-hmm. and people was like. Oh, you were told what to say, you were paid to promote this. And uh, like before the episode even went down, and I'm like, you don't know nothing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's so people online think they know it all. Yeah. Do you get and me? That, and that is so far removed, it's so easy to make an assumption. Absolutely. And you yeah. don't realize it. But what you're saying there, people grieve different. Yeah. And yeah, lost like two people losing a dad, yet they're losing a dad, but they'll handle it differently. Yeah. At least you're actually kind of using it for the positive aspect. It's motivating you to get on stage. Yeah. And that in turn then pushes your career itself you know yeah. what I mean and that's how you so the the balance is there with the positivity do you know what I mean this is how you express yourself that's where you heal your hearts and that's what is actually going to drive you forward anyways do you know what I mean yeah. it's not as if you're going and singing and you're just in your box room singing into the yeah. homemade studio or yeah. something it's actually giving you the motivation and inspiration but that's what he wanted you to do as well yeah. do you know what yeah. I mean that's it so. like he said that like in his last interview he said that he wanted me to carry on his legacy yeah now no pressure, Kira. Yeah. But do you know what I mean? Because like that was some fucking legacy. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But that was kind of a thing that he wanted. He, he wanted to know that I was going to be okay and I was going to continue to do what I loved to do. Do you know what I mean? So that and it did mean a lot to him. Yeah. So even if I didn't want to push myself, that's enough to give me a little push. I know this might sound stupid, right? But do you reckon you're we're always going to be a singer, or is it because? Yeah, that is like one of the best singers that's ever come out of the country. That doesn't sound stupid because a lot of people looking at me, looking on, from the outside would say that. Yeah. Would ask like, that let's say that I was a plumber. Do you reckon you were going to be a singer? I t- Yeah, I do. Like, I've just never, ever, ever wanted to do anything else. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, that, how it made me feel and the comfort singing gave me. Yeah. I don't see if I wanted to follow in the fattest footsteps and be a, also a plumber. I don't think that would, I'd have the same, it'd be the same outlet, you know, fixing a toilet yeah. for me, do you know what I mean? Maybe, I don't know, maybe in a different life, if my dad was a plumber and I wasn't exposed to music the way I was, I'd probably just love music because I think a lot of people don't realise that you can be a singer. Yeah. Like that's what people on the telly do or people on the radio do. So I think maybe it gave me a real... It opened our eyes to yeah, yeah, maybe, but I just have never, ever, like there was never... I was I done an interview a while back and somebody said to me, if you hadn't have been a singer, what would you have done? And there's genuinely no other, there's just nothing else I would have mm. ever wanted to do. Because like, I don't mean to be disrespectful to other people, but you'd see other people and they come from a line of family music, musicians. Mm-hmm. And you'd be like, look, at, mate, we know you're only trying this because here we are parents are. It's not for you. Well, not even just that. There's I don't, I don't want to be smart about that. Family line of no, footballers. There's some footballers yeah. and the young players. Yeah. Dort. Yeah. And he gets a deal at United and I'm like, yeah. hold the fuck yeah. up. Yeah. I'm not you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. I think it's a lot more common with music because... And you can control the hand to it. Yeah. And you can be like, look, we'll pay for lessons and we'll pay for the best of equipment and the best of recording studios and the best resources because who that family are. And then you'll be like, look, it's... Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And, like and that's that, where the nepotism kicks in. Absolutely. And I mean, like that, they can bring out an album and it can be amazing. But I mean, you can do amazing things with a computer. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Oh, so that's why... Yeah. So if anybody like that, if anybody would question me or whatever, I'm happy for them to come to a gig on the 28th. Yeah. Opium live. <laughs> No, I'd be happy for anyone to come and listen to me live and then say, actually, you're not completely sound deaf or yeah. whatever. They might walk away and say I'm shy, yeah. but at least they know that from their own ears without kind of reading that I'm shy or I'm yeah. good or whatever. You mentioned earlier about uh, not like living off your dad's name, yeah? Mm-hmm. How do you feel like you separate now and become Kira Dignam, not Christy Dignam's daughter? Why don't you just get a name like Enya? Do you know why she just has one name? Kira. No, like a mad name, Dido or something. Do you know why she did it? Well, that's, that's copywritten. Yeah, but like, something <laughs> but like that, you know what I mean? You're I don't, because I've kind of, I know I'm saying, like, I don't want to live off his name. But that said, which probably makes me a little bit of a hypocrite, but I've been gigging for 15, 16 years and I've already made, like, people know me now as my name. Mm. So if I then came out as, like, see it and wore my hair over yeah. my face, people would be like, 
what the fuck is she doing? Yeah. yeah. Do you know what I mean? So it's too late now is what you're saying? It's too late. Yeah, I think that ship has sailed or something. No, and I think opportunities like this allows me to be able to explain Yeah. that I'm not trying to you know, tug off anyone's coat strings. And if, like, again, like I said earlier, it's a tiny percentage of people, so you don't have to explain to nobody because people that listen yeah. to you and are fans of you know the crack anyway, so you, sh- yeah. you shouldn't have to explain to nobody about anything, you know? I mean? know, I know, but, and, and but I get what you're, you're still, saying, though. Yeah. It'd be different as well if you only started singing this year. Yeah, that's you know it. I mean? If you yeah. came out and said, Oh, I'm a singer now, do you know yeah. what I mean? Exactly, no, you've yeah. been doing this since you're fucking 12. That's it, like, yeah. and I think it was like an apprenticeship, do you know? Like, I've Literally, I think I can't remember if I said it while we were running or if we said it earlier on. I don't know. But anyway, like I have sang in toilets. Do you know what I mean? Like I mean literally myself. I've done gig, like I have a six piece band, but myself and Darren went out gigging initially. It was the two of us and we sang to a barman. Like I shit you not. Me, him and the barman. And like at one stage we went up and we're doing the gig and I was just singing songs I liked to sing. And Darren was like, actually, I think we'll, we'll do this song. That I think that you might be good at that. And that was how we kind of learned yeah. what I'm good at, what I was strong at, like the Whitney Houston songs that I wanted. To like I'd be sitting at home as a kid, like I said, and I'd be listening to me ma's records and I'd be listening to like one of the songs I always wanted to sing was, um, what's that? Uh, the one off the bodyguard. Uh, yes. I look better than yeah. myself now. Yeah, clearly. Yeah. But uh, no, you got the right song. Yeah. But yeah, I Have Nothing was like, that was the song that I was just like, oh my God. Like, I was in my head thinking, I want to stand on a stage with a band behind me and I want to sing that song. So when I started gigging, that allowed me to, even if I was only singing to the barman, like, he clapped. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And I think it was kind of a, a thing where that allowed me to kind of start off singing to one person because that's harder than yeah, singing Yeah, I think if you can sing to one person, you can sing to a thousand people. 100%. Did you see that yoke recently with the girl who was at Edinburgh, is it? Did you see that? Yeah. And she yeah. was doing a play and only one person showed up to a play. Right. And she came home and put a tweet up and was like, something about like... Just explaining. Yeah, explaining happened, that yeah. She, she was crying and she was explaining that one person only showed up to a play, but she still did the play I, to just... I think that was a marketing ploy, but I'll say nothing. Because every other gig that she's booked in there was sold out. Yeah, but hardly she knew that was going to happen, bro. No, know. she can't predict that that's going to happen. It's a good marketing tool, though, I think. No? No, I'm not buying that. No, I think that's conspiracy rule. I think they sold out because the amount of... there was like now well, Yeah, man's review was so good. That one person's review was so good, he sold out all no, the shows. She, she put a tweet up and then all these famous people, I don't even know who they are. They all, and all. They all had oh. millions of followers, all started sharing it. And right. like being like fair play, this is harder than playing to a foot sold yeah. out gig, and and then the all star shell now. Right, you get me? So, so I, I don't think you could have predicted that. I might go home and put a tweet up, 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 and then believe yeah. Elton John might come and done it. Yeah, yeah. I might do like Christmas yeah. Day in Opium, and then be like, oh, nobody showed up. Yeah. Everyone's gonna be busy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So nobody showed up. I'm devastated. The bank holiday. You'll have the old two sold out by March. Yeah, yeah. But uh what month, what, what were you saying? The 28th of when is 28th? December. 28th of December? Yeah. That's selling out. Yeah, I'm the last. The, four, the first one sold out in about three hours. Yeah. Then the second, when we went to the bigger venue, that sold out in like two weeks. Mm. So we've well, nearly four months left. So. Yeah. What's the new album called? Funny enough, right? I'm literally, this week I have to submit what I'm calling the album. Now, I was thinking of just Kira. But then... All of Calvin. Well, that's what I was going to say to you. Yeah, keeps to see it, you know what I mean? And I was afraid because I didn't want to feel awkward saying it in front of you. No, I was actually, funny enough, you, <laughs> funny enough you say it, I was actually thinking of calling it Nepo Baby, just as a kind of, because like that, people are calling me a Nepo Baby, so why why not be in on the joke? Yeah, I'm telling you, I am all yeah. for it. Yeah, I think I might. All Cause for like, it. Because like, fuck off. Yeah. No, you're right, yeah. I'm, no, I'm here nose. for that. Yeah, put it on the nose. Like if you, if you yeah. ask me, that's a million percent. A million it's better than me stupid name. Do you know what I mean? Like or or no offence, it's better than Calvin. Do you know what I mean? Sound, yeah. Album <laughs> 2 can be Calvin. But this one, I have to get a point across. No, yeah, I like it. It sounds well, it good as well. Yeah. Nepo fingers. baby is a good term, isn't it? Yeah. Like, even saying a Nepo baby. Yeah. Yeah, I like it, yeah. Yeah, well, I think, yeah, because I have to submit it this week and I was kind of... And I like that I'm overthinking it and what people think. And I'm like, do you know what? If I call it that, it's because I don't care what people think. So yeah. people just call so it. So is this a little talking bollocks exclusive here? I think it is, yeah. Yeah, right. Well, never right. baby. So if, I'd imagine if you have to submit by date this, this week, mm-hmm. you have to release date then? Yeah. Which is? September. Oh, she's loud. Oh, me not... nerves. Go on. Uh, September. But I'm still not allowed to say the date. Is it a fourth? Start at the end. 
Yeah. <laughs> the middle. Oh, right. The 15th of September. <laughs> Get ready. Get the album. I told my, I wanted to ask, right? I was thinking about right. what I thought was a bit cheeky, right? But you know the way Queen still tour? Mm-hmm. What's your man's name who sings for them? Oh. Adam. Adam Lambert. Adam Lambert still yeah. tours instead of Freddie. Yeah. What's your favourite Queen song? <laughs> no, I'm only joking. Uh, Bohemian Rhapsody. Is there Rhapsody. any scope there for you to tour with Aslan? No. Right. No. Um, no. Not a chance in hell. Right. No, I mean, you don't have to cut this short. You don't have to. Yeah, I was just. If you have more questions on that, I'm no, not that, that was something I was thinking on the way in. Yeah. Because. And yeah. And to be honest with you, I think a lot of people are probably thinking that. Mm. And because I've had a lot of that online. People questioning that. And I've gotten emails off people saying, would you not? Would you not jump in? But, uh, yeah, but it's mm. not like, oh, I want to do that, so you just have to let me in. It has to be a mutual thing, but I, I just mean like, that's why I said there's a scope there. You know what I mean? Um, no, I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't want to do it, and I don't think they'd want me either, to be honest with you. Mm. Again, I've said it before, and I'll say it again, like there is only one Christy Dignam. He can't be replaced. Yeah. As much as people might try to replace him, he won't be replaced. So, uh, as I said, he wanted me to carry on his legacy, so I'll always do a few of his songs as a nod to him to keep that music alive for me mm-hmm. my dad's music alive yeah. um, whatever the band chose to do was what the band chose to do but that's not necessarily what I would approve of yeah if, that's a very good answer no. well I don't you said yourself there earlier you're not replacing Christy no but well, just at the end of the podcast here, look I just want to say a big thanks to you for coming in we know you're yeah. being super busy like for a long time now, but especially in the last couple of weeks, and it's your own coping thing and whatever, but you're, you're flat out and you're getting it done. And big thanks to you, and obviously a big thanks to your dad as well. He came in and helped us yeah. out, gave us a dig out as well. Thanks for giving me a to... free counselling session today. <laughs> no, thanks, no, genuinely saying what he said, yeah, thanks for coming in. We really do appreciate it. And it's nice that, although it did get cancelled the last time it's nice that we end up getting it across the yeah. line in the end you know yeah. what I mean it's nice that we got it done and it wasn't ah bollocks we, we nearly got it in that time Yeah. but one thing I will say is you're very witty and very sharp just like that and mm. you had me on edge yeah. and that's what he <laughs> had because I remember he was in there and I was like that, that might have to get cut like, oh, can we leave that in <laughs> that, that might have to go as well I don't yeah, think we, that's we're not known to have a filter yeah, yeah. so yeah yeah so <laughs> that's grand when you're talking in the kitchen yeah. when you're behind these mics it's a bit oh bollocks you yeah. know what I mean good yeah. uh, you're going to do a song here yeah this one's on my album this is called The Joke You're feeling nervous aren't you boy with your quiet voice and impeccable style Don't ever let them steal your joy and your gentle ways to keep them from running wild They can kick dirt in your face dress you down and tell you that your place is in the middle when they hate the way you shine I see it tugging on your shirt Trying to hide inside of it And hide how much it hurts Let them laugh while they can Let them spin Let them scatter to the movies and I've seen how it ends the jokes on them you get discouraged don't you girl it's your brother's world for a while longer. You gotta dance with the devil on the river to beat the stream. Call it living a dream. Call it kicking the ladder. They come to kick dirt in your face. 
call you weak and then displace you after carrying your baby on your back across the desert. I saw your eyes behind your head and you're looking tired, but you don't look scared. Let them laugh while they can. Let them spin. Let them scatter in the wind. I have been to the movies. That was absolutely late. It's serious. Yeah, look, again, we're at the end, but thanks for... Are we at the end? Yeah, that's how we do it. Yeah, we're like, just wrap it up, yeah? yeah. All right, Kerda, thanks for the end of the show. That's so long. Yeah, <laughs> we're get this, to the end I know all his hospital bouts. He forgets how to, <laughs> yeah. run, how to run a podcast. Um, yeah, so listen, what's, that song's the joke, yeah? Yeah. Thank you very it's much. It's on the new album. On the new album. In the September. middle of September-ish. Yeah, sometime. Come here, 15th of September. Where do you get the tickets yeah. for the December gig? So if you go on to my uh, Kira Dignam on Instagram, you'll uh, there'll be a link there, or Kira Dignam on Facebook, Kira with a K. It's K O E R I, yeah. It is. Yeah. That's true. All right, Terry. Because yeah, you fucked her up. I didn't fuck her up. I said you still have the C sound. Yeah. It's all the same. It's yes. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, and there's no K in the Irish alphabet. Yeah. No, we won't be skipping this now. We won't be ending that here. What do you mean by that? So K, like the Irish um, alphabet. There's no K. So that's why it's like Kira is an Irish name. So it's C-I-A-R-A or Quiva or I can't think of another Irish name. Neave. No, it's with a C. <laughs> Neave doesn't start with a C. Oh, Christ, on a bike. No. Right. Well, anyway, gonna... there's no K in the Irish Ooh. in the Irish alphabet. Oh, me but <laughs> unlike the name Neave, my name starts with a K. Right, all right. Kira, I apologise. Uh, that's the end of episode 136. All right, take us out, Terry. Boom. Subscribe to this podcast for free on the Go Loud app. What you waiting for? Put your back in it. Just a little more. Call your waiting it now. Fill your body again. Walk it high and low. When you finish that. The Hypnocker. Go down. Go down. Go down. Go down.